Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Welcome back to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Guys, I cannot explain to you how excited I am. I'm trying to keep my composure because this is a very special guest. So let me just remind you all of the journey I've been on for the last year and a half. Really, the journey started four years ago when I was walked off the campus of the college that I thought I was going to retire from. You all know that story from reading the book. But even just this past year, there's been a shift in my life. So around last spring of 2017, I had just started a nonprofit organization. I was trying to find ways to um, make money and to be able to um, monetize on some of the things that I was doing. And so I was on LinkedIn and I ran across a page of a professional woman who had just had all these resources. And to be honest, sometimes she came off as controversial because she would say things that other sisters would be afraid to say. And I just loved it because I was like, I can totally relate to this lady. She began to offer telecourses and I participated in her how to be an affiliate marketing class. And I was so amazed at the knowledge that she was providing. And I remember she, and she doesn't know this, but she had shared with me that she liked the way I thought because I had offered her um, a, like a, a, a strategy of how I was going to use her services. And so from there, I've just been following her. So let's fast forward to fall of 2017. And then there's this podcast, Beauty, Beauty Brains in Business. And I loved every moment of it. And this is why, because during this time, I wasn't working for three months because I had been diagnosed with a blood clot and I could have died and I was out of work and I'm listening to her and I'm listening to her journey and her story and the interviews that she's conducting. And it got me through that time. So then we go to 2018 and Confessions of a Melanated Queen is born. And I knew I wanted to write a book, but how do I write a book? So I took her class on how to self-publish a book. And then I decided to start the podcast. Now, this is when you guys have to really listen in. If it wasn't for this next guest, I would not know what I'm doing today. And I'm still learning. But listen closely to my intro and my outro of my podcast. It's very similar. I'll be honest. I was biting a little bit. But Dr. Kiriazi laid the foundation and set the standard for me. And I just have to give her all the credit for the work that I'm doing. And I just want to thank her so much. And Dr. Kiri Z, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. I, you know, I have been a guest on a lot of shows. And I have to say, that is like the most genuine introduction I've ever had. Girl, you have me over here. I'm tearing up. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't, I don't mean that. And I, and I failed to mention that in December, I pre-ordered your book, Lipstick, Hills and Hustle. And it has brought me through a lot of these, these, these um, turbulent times just in general that we deal with. I, I still work every day. And so I thank you so much. I, it, I get so many compliments on the work that I'm doing, but they don't understand that you have been my biggest influencer, you know, and I, I just want to you know, thank you. And I, I just want to thank you for that. So guys, this is my coach, Dr. Carrie Aziz. Um, I also didn't mention that I'm a member of her, her Boss Life VIP program, which is a great investment. And so having said all of that, I just want to give you an opportunity, Dr. Aziz, to you share who you are with us in your own words and what you do. Okay, so let's see. How, how do I piggyback off of all that you've just said? <laughs> um, so uh, yes, my name is Dr. Kiri Yazid. I am a former 
social worker. So for 23 years, I actually was a clinical social worker um, providing mental health therapy to um, female survivors of um, sexual trauma. And in that, Dr. Meeks and I, our stories are, are kind of, I think we, we might mirror each other. Um, I, too, had transitioned into higher education, um, had pretty much said, like, this is it. I'm going to retire from higher ed. Um, my goal was actually to transition out of being an assistant professor into um, administration. And eventually, my, my final goal was to be the female president of a um, historically black college or university. Like, that was my ultimate goal. And as I say, fate would have it. And they say, if you tell God your plans, you know, if you want to make him laugh, tell him your plans. And so it didn't work out that way. I actually became, and I think it was just ironic that I had provided these services for 23 years. And then I found myself on the other end. So I was actually a victim of sexual harassment on the um, on a college campus as a professor, which is something that happens um, more often than what we hear about. A lot of professors just don't talk about what they go through. And um, as Dr. Meek said, I am very vocal. And so I, I knew how to advocate for myself because I had did it for clients in the past and was just faced with all kind of barriers. Um, eventually, I ended up taking um, FMLA um, under the care of a doctor and then being faced with my employer was trying to fire me. And I had basically been told, like, well, everything that you went through, you brought it on yourself. So being sexually harassed by a student, I was told that, you know, I was, I was made to be, be the victim. And this happened in a, in a school of social work. So everything that I had known my entire adult life, my whole career, everything, like this was all that I ever knew. And so I just felt like my whole world just shattered. I, you know, it's just like, man, like I can't believe this. And so for me, it was like, you know, I, I just said, that's it. I, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I basically walked away. I took that time that I was on leave to really regroup. And I talk about some of these things in my, my book, Lipstick, Heels, and Hustle. And I decided that it was time for me to regroup because I'm a single mom. I'm a divorced mom, you know, with two kids where they're, they're at teenagers now. They still act like kids, though. But, yeah, I got those. And so it was like, what are we going to do? Like, there is no, there's no safety net. There's no husband. And so I had to really sit down. I had to really focus on my relationship with God and say, like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And it was in that moment that I realized that I had all of these other skills and talents that I had tried to use in higher education, in the field of social work, and always was met, like, with barriers. So as a social worker, you know, they don't make a lot of money in case nobody knows that social workers don't make a lot of money. So I always had a side hustle that was not related to social work. So I did photography. I owned an African-American bookstore. I also was an um, urban fiction writer. So I wrote some books under my pen name, um, CJ Domino. So I had a publishing company. I did all of these different things outside of my nine to five. And started realizing that, okay, I might be a different breed of human being, but a lot of women didn't know how to make that shift in that transition. And all they knew was what they had did their entire life. All they knew was 
how to be a nurse or how to be a teacher. Like they didn't realize that those skills could transfer over and transition into other things where they can actually start to make money for themselves and they could be their own bosses. And so basically that was my first venture into entrepreneurship full time. So I had always been a, I've all, as my mom would have said, I've always been an entrepreneur site. Like I was running a summer camp at my aunt's house who was keeping me. So my aunt was keeping me, but I had other kids coming over and had them paying me 50 cents a day to be <laughs> at her house. And I wasn't giving her any of the money. And so and they thought I had wrote a contract and everything. They thought this was hilarious. And so they, it was something I did when I was like 10 years old. My aunt was just like, how you gonna have a whole summer camp at my house? I'm keeping you. And you getting paid. Like, these kids are paying you. Like, so I've always kind of had that mentality of you just never depend on one source um, for your income. So when I left higher ed, and I also left the field of social work, for me, it was a big transition. And how do I reinvent myself? Because I had to reinvent myself. And it took a while. And so I documented my journey as I went through it. And began to like look and see like what were different things that women needed that I had done like I had a blueprint for it and let me let me show them how to do this well the other thing I saw was that you had people out there because I had been taken advantage of as well of coaches who would they were charging these astronomical prices right and so, you know, I'm signing up because I need help. Like, you know, I got to make a change. I got to make this transition. So I paid these people all this money and my funds are limited at this point because, hey, I'm on, I'm on leave. I don't have any income coming in. And then I realized I knew more than they did. Like they had conned me. It was a hustle. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that women were also being faced with that. And I said, I don't want to be that person. So I came up with affordable services that can truly help you transition, truly help you get from point A to point B. It's not a con, because now I'm seeing where if you're not charging astronomical prices, people are like, well, what's wrong with you? And it's just like, nothing's wrong. Like, this is legit, but I know you don't have the money to go pay them, you know, $3,000 for coaching. So, hey, I can give you, I can give you what they're gonna give you, and I can give you results. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of like my story. Like, and so over, over the course of two years here, here I am. Yeah. And, and what, one of the things that you mentioned that really hit home for me is that loss of identity. When you are transitioning out of a job, like you, you, you mentioned that, you know, people don't know who they are anymore. I went through that and I was just on someone else's show the other day. And I shared the story about how, when I was terminated from my job, I started my doctoral program like like three weeks later and I'm sitting there the first day of class and I no longer know why I'm there because everything that I did and planned was around that position. So I was yeah. lost. I re I didn't know who I, only thing I knew was that I was a wife, a mother, but uh, the thing that I really enjoyed about my life outside of that was my work and now I'm no longer welcome there. So, um, Let's talk a little bit about that and how it and what and how that relates to the characteristics of the women that you serve. Do you see a pattern in that, or are there other things that that your your ideal client that they're dealing with that will make them um, be willing to commit to learning from you in general? I just want to talk about that a little bit. Actually, yes, um, and and I do I do get some women who like mirror you and I, where it's just like their dream job has just the bottom has fallen out, and it's just like what like that's it. I don't have a backup plan. That was it, 
Um, but then I also have those who like they went into this career at a young age and then now it's just like, you know, I don't think this is it. Like, you know, I've been doing this for like 10 years. I'm, I'm still not feeling it. And they thought thought that it would change. They thought they would start to like what they were doing and it doesn't happen. And so um, I, I see that pattern with them. I see the burnout. I see the frustration. I see that they're training other people and then those people are being put put over them. So like, you know, they're training their their replacement. And and so it's and it's those things that we don't talk about on social media. So like we don't talk about how they escorted me out the building and humiliated me or you know like they had me served with papers at my house and I'm trying still trying to figure out why or you know like the humiliation process that goes through it and you're sitting there saying I did what I was supposed to do I played the game I got the education like I went back and got my PhD in my 40s and it was because I was told in higher education you can't move up unless you have a PhD so I said oh that's it okay I'll go get one of those like you know, and I'm, I'm like you now I'm sitting in class and I'm just like, what's next? Like, I've done all of this. And so the women that work with me are kind of in that same position. They've, or they've gone through a divorce. And so the husband was the breadwinner. And now they sitting there like, what do I do next? I got these kids. I got these bills. He ran off with Becky Sue. Like, what do I do? And so I tend to get those women that, some, most of them are still in their careers, but they're trying to make the transition out and they're trying to make a smooth transition versus having a gap um, in like income. So that's what we really work to prevent. Right, right. And that's and that's one of the things that I really appreciate you about you, because even after that experience, um of when I did return to work after I was sick, I returned to work and I, I went back into a role that, you know, is not ideal for someone with a doctorate. But one thing I, I thought about you and under your coaching services, what I decided to do was use my doctorate and because I went back to school to learn research to, to kind of become more, um, more of a professional researcher at this point, you know. And so when I wrote my first book, I was really kind of, you know, dabbling with it a little bit. I, I, I conducted some surveys, over 60 women responded. But what I've decided to do under your guidance is not so much rely on an institution or a postdoc fellowship, but to learn those skills and apply it to my own business. And so now I'm conducting my own independent studies without the, without the supervision of anybody else, you know, and I'm getting ready to um, submit to an academic journal soon. And so I have to give you credit for that because being in your, and I want to talk about your VIP program, being with a a group of like-minded women um, who, you know, they all have goals, they all have dreams, but we're there to support one another. And even, and this is the thing that people don't understand about your program that's, that's so excellent. Even when I can't make the live meetings that you offer, which are phenomenal, you always provide a replay. And so there's a sense of support and community. Um, so can we talk a little bit more about that, about your, your VIP program? And if people are still able to get involved, if not, when can they get involved with that program? Sure, sure. So, um, oh goodness, the VIP program, this is actually my second attempt. So the, the first time that I did it, um, it was a small, small group of women, like maybe five women that I had. Um, and these were women who actually came from another program that I offer, which is Roadmap to Becoming a Coach. Mm -hmm. And so they still wanted to keep the 
group setting because in my master classes I have where we come together once a week and meet live. And so they were like, well, we still want that. We still want that community because we feel like we become sisters and we, we can like support each other. So it started from that. And then um, I had some things that took place in my life with one of my kids. And so I had to really like put it on a back burner, but I knew I wanted to develop it even more because we were just meeting. So it was like group coaching where they would talk about their frustrations in their business and we'd hold them accountable. So when I went back and redesigned it, the new design was that in addition to doing the group coaching sessions, which happens um, twice a month, to also bring in experts from different fields that do live webinars. So where they would actually charge you a consultation fee, they come in and talk up, talk about a subject. And the subject is usually something that the members have said that they need help with. And then they answer your questions so that you can ask them whatever questions you have and you can contact them after the webinar. So if you don't make it live, you can send them an email and say like, hey, I was on the webinar, I'll listen to your webinar, this is my question, and they answer it. And they're not charging you a fee where they normally would charge other people a fee. And um, so that's been real helpful. And that was a piece that I didn't have before. And I also didn't have um, a library of self-paced courses that you could take when it comes to business. Um, and so not having to pay pretty much feeling like you're being nickel and dime, like I'm paying $20 here, $30 there, $100 here. You pay this one low monthly fee and you have access to a library of, of self-paced business courses. You have access to um, experts that come on live and meet with us and talk to us. And you have access to group coaching. And so like if you kind of look at all of that and start adding that up that's that starts running into the thousands like that can add up to be a lot of money that you're trying to spend in one month and so and I and I tried to make it affordable I thought I made it affordable so yeah so that's the that's the VIP program in a, a nutshell and like you said it is a sense of community like I even get get inspired and get held accountable by the members so it's just like i'm facilitating but they'll be like now did you say you was gonna do x y and z and i'm just like well, okay wait a minute hold up you know so, right so it's but we have and we look out for each other so if someone finds a resource that someone in in, in a group session was saying that they need it they'll send me an email and say hey can you send this to so-and-so or can you connect me with so-and-so I found the resource that she was looking for so it we we really support each other even outside of the group like people really they think about each other and the goal is for everybody's business to grow and the growth that I have seen in um, like the members in their businesses, it has just been phenomenal. Like just, you know, putting them together and just watching how the, how they feed off of each other because of the positivity, because of the support, because of people saying, okay, so why didn't you launch your website? Like you sent us the link, the website is good. You need to release it to the public. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, and why are you standing in your own way? And sometimes that's not coming from me. Sometimes that's coming from group members. And they say, and everything is done out of love. So there's no jealousy. There's no animosity. Everybody really is there like as cheerleaders. 
And I think what people don't understand when it comes to entrepreneurship is that this can be very lonely. Like online, people make it seem so glamorous mm-hmm. and, oh, you don't have a boss and you get to set your own hours. But if you don't have a boss and you don't have coworkers, like it gets lonely. Right. And, you know, when you want to have someone to bounce something off of and there's nobody there, like there's nobody and you're hesitant because it's like, well, am I going to make the right decision? And so that's where a program like this really like is, is you, you, it's like you can really utilize it and help you to grow. And it takes away some of those barriers that you don't think about in being an entrepreneur. Like, and, and that was, and part of that was like my journey, like, cause there were days I was just like, okay, I'm tired of talking to my dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he's looking at me like, well, what are we doing today? Like <laughs> my dog had become my coworker because my kids are at school. And if I'm not talking to clients, then it's like I'm on a computer. And so, you know, I was just kind of like, man, it's got to be better than me and Sam sitting in here kicking it in my home office. You know, <laughs> Sam is my dog. So, and he's actually in here now for this interview. He thinks he, he probably going to ask me for a paycheck. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, so that's, that's what the VIP program is, is about, is to make it affordable to, to give you that accountability piece, but also to give you those cheerleaders and those like-minded women that's like, girl, you think that's bad. Let me tell you my story. Like, been there, done that. You going to get through this next. Like, let's go. That's not going to be an excuse. Right. And, and one thing I will say, and I don't, and I don't know if you would define it this way, but the way I, I see what you've been doing recently is that you really, truly bring people to the 21st century. I mean, some of us, even myself, and, I, and I'm and one of the older millennials, you would think that I would be more tech savvy, but you definitely bring folks up. And I'm, what I mean by that, for an example, there are a lot of educators who are still trying to have like meetings at local places where people actually had to physically come in and 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 show up and and, and participate in the workshop you actually have a class now on um teaching an e-course can you tell us more about that yes one of my classes is um it's called e-course riches um catchy title um but using my higher ed experience um because okay so i people who go to hbcus and who work at them and graduated from them do not get mad at me because i am a graduate of the hbcu as well and i have worked at a couple our resources are horrible and so when it would come to teaching online it would be like here's here's your book and you're teaching this class online and it's just like okay and what else well, you need to get online and develop it. And so I would actually have to every semester go online and develop the classes that I had to teach online. And my biggest frustration, and I would go to IT and fuss, and I would say, there's no way you guys can save this. Like, I'm teaching the same class. And like, it, was, it became cut and paste. And so, you know, when I got into the online and started doing business as a you know online um, business strategist and wanted to teach classes. I am. I mean, I think the meeting up is great, but you you limit yourself. And so I thought this again, looking at the skills that I had, and I said, shoot, I know how to. I'm I'm actually certified to teach online classes because mm. so they they certified me, sent me through all this training. So I said, wait a minute. 
you know how to develop online classes. So I started teaching online classes myself, saw that I was getting women from all over the world, not the United States. It made me international. Mm. Now that's a whole different ball game. Like I was like, oh yes, indeed. Okay. I'm liking the online learning right now and still bringing those women together. And so I used my certification that I had that I got from the HBCU. And then I found a platform that saves your information. Y'all, I was in heaven. So it was mm-hmm. like, I developed it one time, and but I can go in and teach it over and over and over again, and I can make updates. And so again, it was like I leveled up. So where I had started in higher ed, now I had elevated. And so eCourse Riches actually shows other people how to build an online course using the knowledge that you have. Well, I, I definitely, I, I'm all about that because I've been trying to tell people about your course because I'm like, if you look, if, if you become a member of this program, you're going to see how much you learn and she's going to teach you how to do that. And so I have so many educators um, in my network. And so I'm loving that. I'm loving that so much. And I've learned a lot from you. So like I said, I have to give you credit for that. But I'm curious about your thoughts on one thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Women who come from social services like yourself and myself, mm-hmm. um, I know that I have a habit of kind of lowballing myself and not really want to have a real conversation about money because we've been trained that we are not going to make money. So what are your thoughts? I know you have some thoughts on this. What are are your thoughts about women and their struggles with talking about money? It happens with with women who've worked in social services, but it it happens with women in general. So um, I think the women in social services just have it worse. But in general, women have a, because we have been, especially African-American women, we have always been at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to pay, when it comes to pay raises, um, the wage gap, like all of that affects us. And so we have kind of become conditioned to being overworked and underpaid. And so it's kind of like slavery. Like you just, it's, it has at some point, it, you become numb to it and you just go through the motions. But when you get when you begin to be a business owner, you have to go in and really change your mindset when it comes to money. And so in all of my classes that I teach, um, my master master classes, we have that conversation about money and prices. So as an, as an example, last night in eCourse Riches, I had someone say, okay, well, I'm going to offer my course for $10. So, she, you know, I dropped my head on my desk. And so she said, Dr. Carrie. Dr. Kerry, and so I picked my head up and I said, no, for what you just told me, you are not going to offer that course for 10 bucks, okay? Like, she had went below low, like, you know, and so having a conversation of what, what are your goals? It's okay to have financial goals. What does it cost for you to live? And so a lot of people, they just, they look at what everybody else is doing on the internet again, and some people are like not being honest, and some people don't know what they're doing. And they say, okay, this is the price that I'm going to charge, but they can't tell you why they're going to charge it. They don't tell you how many clients I need to see to make that amount each month. Like there is no, there's no method behind their madness. And so I make you have a method. You have to make it make sense. Um, And it gives you something to work towards each, each month, but you can't go 
you can't have a business and not have financial goals. You cannot have a business and not talk about money. We're in business to make money. We're in business to get rid of the boss. And in getting rid of the boss, you become the boss. But you still got to pay your bills. And I think people forget about that. Like, you know, and then it becomes, well, this isn't working. Well, it's not working because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So... I come in and I, I force you and people say that, like, I force you to get to, to get out of your mindset, to get out of your way. I'm going to challenge you. And we're going to have that money conversation. Like even in a VIP program, I brought in a whole tax person that mm-hmm. said, this is what's tax deductible. This is what isn't tax deductible. Like, you know, y'all paying people all this money. You need to be giving them like a, a what did she say? A W-9. And I was just like, wait a minute. That sounds like half the people I don't work with. She was like, well, yeah, because um, they have to claim that on their income taxes. And I, I mean, so I bring you the resources, but you can't be around me and not have a clue about money and financial goals is just not gonna happen i'm not gonna let you i'm not gonna let it happen but yeah as as african-american women minority hispanic women are a little bit better than us actually but black women we are notorious we will underbid ourselves um in a heartbeat or we'll just offer all this stuff for free and and then we mad because we can't pay our bills at the end of the month Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. I mean, I, I definitely um, went through a stage where, especially after some of the things that I was doing with the nonprofit and then with the book kicked off, I had, and, I, and you're always in my head when I hear this, people have sat with me and said, well, they'll call me or text me or inbox me and say, I just want to pick your brain. And you are speaking to me because you told, you said one day, that sound like it hurts. You go, uh-huh. <laughs> that whole pick your brain thing is amazing. And because I'm a trained advisor and that's what I naturally do and what I naturally enjoy. I often have sat down and before I know it, you know, not only did they not even offer to buy me coffee, but I may even be paying for coffee or a meal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. it's a mindset. There, I think my, my, my revelation, Dr. Meeks was um, someone had invited me out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I need people to understand this. Lunch is less expensive than dinner. So somebody invites you out to lunch, your red flag needs to go up. And so as we're sitting there, they were just talking. And and at this time I was a therapist. They basically were trying to have an entire therapy session with me over lunch. And so then I finally, it hit me like in the midst of sticking the salad in my mouth. And I said, you know, this, cause I'm only eating a salad. So I said, my lunch is only costing $10. What you are talking about is value, valued at $125 because that's what I was charging for a therapy session. And I said, so this is how this is going to work. I take cash and I take credit card. Mm-hmm. I have a credit card reader on my cell phone. If you want to continue talking while I'm eating this salad, you need to give me your credit card and let me charge you $125. That's right. Other than that, let's have lunch and let's talk about normal stuff that people talk about at lunch. Like how's your job? How are things going? But when you, they start going deep and, and I get that where people, people will, and I don't think some people realize what they're doing while as I've been doing this, I think some other people do realize what they're doing and they're trying to get anything and everything for free that again, and I see it with us. I see it with African-American women 
we will not make the investment in ourselves. We will go and invest in a pair of shoes that cost $1,000. You will go buy a handbag that costs $2,000, but you won't pay a coach $150 or $180 to show you how you can, you can double and triple the amount that you paid for that bag. You can, you can triple that. That's right. Like they won't make that investment, but you'll reach out to us on social media. So now the, the new one that I get is, um, can you mentor me? And my response, some people might say is harsh. And I will say, sweetheart, I don't have the time to mentor you. Mentorship takes a lot of time. Now, what I do offer is coaching services. You can visit my website. You can take a look at that. But mentoring also becomes a disadvantage because if I'm mentoring you, I do it when I want to. Mm -hmm. I might not do it when you need me to be there. As a coach, you're paying me. I'm going to show up when you need me to be there. And so people are quick to say, I need a mentor. I've had mentors that I've never met. Lisa Nichols, that's been one of my mentors. Like Oprah has been everybody's mentor that's a mentor it's someone that you look up to you study what they're doing you model them um you sometimes you've never had a relationship with them but I get people who reach out to me that have a they've never said hi to me on social media they just connected with me on social media and then I'm like you got the audacity to ask me to be your mentor I don't I don't know you from Adam and Eve like and you, you, and they'll say, I see what you're doing and I hear all the value, valuable information that you're giving. Can I pick your brain? Mm. If you, if I just gave you all this information on social media, why you need to sit down and pick my brain? At this point, I think we need to be talking about some transactions. And so some people get offended when I say those things. And people, some people have told me um, information is free. And you know what? They're right. Information is free. But if you don't want to go and get on Google and you want to pick my brain because I figured it out and you're too lazy or you don't want to do it, then you need to pay me. And when you get it from me, it's no longer information. Now it becomes the knowledge that I had to pay for. Because right. Dr. Meeks, what a lot of people don't realize is that, and I'm quick to say this as well, we had to pay for those PhDs. We had to pay for all of the knowledge that we have. So we don't have information. We have knowledge that we have applied, that we have researched, that we have studied, that we have written about. Um, you know, because my dissertation was on how to revitalize a, a social work program at a historically black college. And so I talk about business-wise how HBCUs are not utilizing business tools and resources that they have to, to develop these departments. That took research. That took time. That was time I took away from my kids. And I had, and I had to pay these people. So right. if I had to pay for my knowledge, my thoughts are you need to pay for your knowledge too. And I will give you some information for free. So you and I do these podcasts. That's us giving back. But we determine what we're going to share for free. And then we determine what you're, what's, what you're going to have to pay for. What's the price tag? But the pick in my brain, that, that ceased a long time ago because it hurts. It hurts financially. It hurts that I'm sitting there and I'm sharing this information with you and you don't think enough of me that I should be paid for this. That's the part that really hurts. And that's what we don't talk about as black women is that it feels like rape. 
Like somebody's just coming in and taking all your information and then they walk off. And then the killer part is they don't even give you credit. So I've had that happen where I showed someone, walked her through step by step by step. And this was like 10 years ago, how to self-publish a book. And when she wrote her book and I got a copy of it, she didn't even thank me in the introduction. She gave credit to somebody else for helping her to write her book. And I knew that it was me. And I was just like, I, I was like, you know, really? Like, I just gave you like, because <clears throat> I want to say with this person, we went through this for like two weeks that I, I, I was on the phone with them, coaching them for free, because I just wanted to see her be successful. Mm-hmm. And so we have to learn how to value ourselves, and we don't. And that's, Again, that that becomes that allowing people to pick your brain. You have to say no. Right. I'm learning that. I added a pay button on my blog. I said, well, this is what I'm going to direct you now. Because uh-huh. I, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from working with you, though. And that's the thing, though. You're absolutely right. At the end of the month, sometimes we're still over here trying to struggle to make sure our bills are paid. And, you know, you've given all your time and energy to someone else. And there's no love loss. It's just business. It's business. And so I, I kind of want to talk about your experience with social media a little bit, because I know that LinkedIn is your platform, that that's your platform of choice. And that's where I see you most active. But I also have seen people be not so kind, especially in the beginning with you when I first started following you. Why do you think that people, and, and I'm not sure if it was majority men, but I, I've seen some women too make some comments that were kind of concerning, like, okay, you just don't get it, do you? Uh, why do you think that you know, certain platforms or social media kind of attracts people with this negative energy who sometimes just don't either respect or they don't understand what you're trying to do with your business? Mm, Good question. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I think sometimes it's just, I I, I know, I know, I, um, what is it? I pinch a nerve. (laughs) I step on a nerve. I might drop kick a nerve. Um, but I, I think I talk about people's inhibitions, like those things that they know they should be doing, but for whatever reason, they're not doing it. And then I come on it and I talk about it. And I do have a, you know, I've had to develop a thick skin. So if you've, been, you've ever been a single parent um, and you have a, a, the father of your children is not very supportive and you went through some things on top of being a social worker who had to do the home visits and the nasty houses, you develop a thick skin. Like you may not know it, but you do. And so on social media, I must admit, LinkedIn was the first social media platform that I received so much backlash. And it really shocked me because these were professionals, their supervisors and their bosses could see what they were doing. The majority of the backlash came from white women. Wow. So it did not, I get, I get an African-American woman here and there. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of be like, oh, okay, sister got issues. Um, but white women, oh, they would drag, they would try to drag me. And um, it was in this whole era, you know, Trump being elected and, and people feeling like, you know, they could say what they wanted to say. And I think, it was one come. It was two people who really, who really pushed the button or pushed the nerve. 
One was the individual when she said, why do you keep talking? Why do you have to keep throwing in your race? Why can't you just talk from the perspective of a woman? And, I, and my response was because I don't know what it's like to just be a woman. See, I don't know what it's like to be a white woman. I don't know what it's like to be an Asian woman. I don't know what it's like to be a Hispanic woman. All I've ever known is how to be a black woman woman. So that's the only perspective that I can talk from. That's the only narrative that I can give you. And I said, now I can give you the, the narrative of being a black woman that's been unemployed. I can give you the narrative of being a black woman who's divorced and a black woman who's a single parent. I can't give you that from a white woman's perspective. So I'm not going to talk about it. And, I, and then I went on to say, if you don't like it, there's an unfollow button. Unfollow mm -hmm. me. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to sit here and make these nasty comments to me you know and then people were just like I had somebody some guy jump in my inbox who wanted me to give him all these resources and I said no I said here's my website you can go and sign up and so then he said I'm gonna call your employer and tell them and I'm an alumni and how dare you not help an alumni well people got mad when I screenshot <laughs> his little nasty comment and I put it on LinkedIn and I was like, okay, now let's talk about this. Let's talk about how professional this is. And so somebody said that was a private conversation. That was confidentiality. No, it's not. He's not my client. We're on LinkedIn and he used the, 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 the upsell feature. So I wasn't even following him to take it, take this time to tell me what he's going to do. And he threatened me. I've even had people go so far as I have a friend at um, on LinkedIn. He's a white male. We're really good friends. And he actually, some guy followed him over to Facebook and sent him a message and told him he needed to stop commenting on my stuff, called me all out my name, right? And, um, you know, basically, it, it got real ugly. And so... My friend, being former military, basically went on Google, like Google search, found out where the guy lived, where the guy worked at, verified a cross-reference with LinkedIn, and then he sent him a message back, and he said, now, if you inbox me again, he said, I'm going to reach out to your supervisor. I've screenshotted all of this. I'm going to send this to your supervisor. Mm. So you need to leave her alone, and you need to leave me alone. So. Wow. People, some people have this whole entitlement, like I can tell you whatever and you, you're, you're not supposed to do anything. And for me, I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built that way. I'm not that black woman. Um, so if you come, you come for me, hey, you gonna get it. Especially if I didn't send for you, you're going to get it. So I'm not going to let you drag me on social media. I'm not going to let you try and humiliate me because, again, I've worked too hard to get to where I am. And so I'm not – and some people I just delete the nasty comments, like, you know, depending on what day it is. I just be like, oh, okay, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Delete. Right. You know, but, but, but when they go in my inbox, like I've had the ones that go in my inbox, it's just like, are you serious? So it has gotten better, but LinkedIn really surprised me. Um, the not a clincher was a couple of months ago. Um, white female, she was actually director of nursing at some major hospital in Florida, 
And so she came on and I, I said something like I was really sharing my story and talking about my um, boot camp for business owners. And so she said, no, that's not acceptable on LinkedIn. And that's, and that's what we're not going to do. And I was like, excuse me, last time I checked, you are not my supervisor and I don't work with, I don't work for you. So who are you to come on here and tell me that, you feel that my behavior is inappropriate. She said, well, this isn't what LinkedIn is for. And I said, well, what is LinkedIn for? Because everybody on here is now looking for a job. That's right. That's right. You know? And so then she went on to start talking about my race. So then I decided, so then she went on someone else's post and decided to talk about me on their post. And so she, I guess she didn't realize is when you put somebody's name, they get tagged. <laughs> so I see what she's doing. And I said, and I, I just basically said, you know, the interesting part is that you are bordering on, on being a racist. And I said, yet you, the, the people's lives are in, in your hands because you are the director of nursing. Mm-hmm. I said, so let's think about that for a second. Here you are, a white woman. You're over a group of nurses, but you you're basically saying you don't like black people, you don't like black women, you don't like black women that's out there doing something for themselves. So if I come into your hospital and I need services, how do I know you, you really have my best interest at heart? Wow. And so you have people who are, you know, and for me, people show people are showing you who they really are on social media so at first i used to see it like oh they're attacking me now i'm just kind of like oh y'all just showing like who you really are and so i had to put a disclaimer and i had to say you know before you i said i need you to see how many people follow me how many connections i have before you get on here and you decide to attack me because nine times out of ten your boss is probably one of my connections mm-hmm. absolutely and to and me so I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. It's just amazing that you've endured so much abuse, but yet you are still able to offer a course, which I just participated in, on how to navigate LinkedIn as a business professional. Yeah. Um, and so that to me is is amazing because that that most people will get discouraged. I remember that screenshot situation when you did a screenshot. I remember that. I was sat. I, I don't even think I commented. I just sat back and watched that unfold because you did, you had a number of people and you had mixed, mixed responses. Um, some were very supportive and some were like, Oh, wow. I don't know. Well, maybe you shouldn't have shared that. But I mean, the truth is the fact that people feel comfortable talking to you that way. And this last situation with this nurse lady, that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You, you're right. You're, you, you have developed thick skin, but as to me, it's just, is bravery because not only are you still, you're still getting on there, you still make your posts, you're still, you're still engaged with your audience, but you're even trying to, to, to pass on the knowledge that you have and teach us on how to use and how to optimize um, LinkedIn because so many people who are um, trying to develop their businesses, they don't, they still don't have social media platforms. They don't know how to use them. Right. Um, so I, I just wanted to mention that, that, you know, considering all that you still offer this course. Yeah. I, 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 look, offer the course and I'm still on a platform, but there were right. some days when I really said, you know what? I've never endured this. Like even living in the d- deep South, I have never been faced with racism on this level, like this much in your face. And so there were days that I, I really rethought and said, is this worth it? And so then it took like my tribe of like-minded women who said, girl, forget them people. You better like keep going. Like you, we found you there. We're benefiting from what it is that you you have to offer. And so, um, and, and then I also, 
um, started utilizing some different tools to help kind of buffer, put a buffer between that where I could still post on social media and then I could choose when to go in and engage. But I kind of removed myself a little bit because it was becoming the, the backlash it becomes a lot and um you know and that just comes with like as you grow on social media people don't become nicer like people become meaner wow wow well i i just want to you know thank you for all that you do because it's 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 definitely impactful it's really shaped who i am today and i just want to take a moment to share with people some of the things i have learned from you beyond what i mentioned at the beginning of the show but just even navigating social media the the proper use for hashtags these are some of the things that dr carrie Aziz would teach you in her programs um you know just even how to connect with people recently i changed my um what is it? My headline on LinkedIn because a conversation you had on your your course the other day, and so I I you you gave some advice on that, and and I changed my headline on that. So it's little things like that, little details that people don't pay attention to because we're just following what everybody else is doing, or just operating haphazardly. Um, you know, you actually have a um, you have a strategy behind it, you know, and so there's a lot of things that people can pick up from you. Now, considering all that, we have the, the recent courses, the e-courses, the VIP program, the, um, roadmap, the roadmap from to becoming a coach, um, some of the other things that you're offering, are people still able to sign up or join any of those platforms at this time? Most of them have like a, um, enrollment period um so like the master classes like the roadmap to becoming a coach e-course riches um and the boot camp those um i open them up at a certain time because once i once enrollment ends then i I walk them through six weeks to develop what it is that they're trying to develop and so having new people come in becomes like a distraction so the best way to keep up like when a course is going to open is um, to visit my website, drkiriazid.com. And I have like upcoming events and courses. And so that lets people like that's it's a calendar that, that lets you know when a course is going to be offered and how you can learn more about it. The VIP program, actually, um, enrollment is going to be closing for that soon because what I'm actually about to do with that one is move it to its own platform like it's about to become its own entity um and i'm really excited where it has its own login its own website like just make it really really fun i'll continue the community um but right now i'm offering a special so if people sign up now they get 50 percent off of the listed price but once it ends like that's a wrap. Like when I reintroduce it and we reopen the doors for new people to come in, there is going to be a different look. It's going to be a different feel. So those members who are in there now, they're going to get bonuses because they've been my ride or die. So like they're going to get bonuses that other people are not going to get if they join when I relaunch um, and the price is going to go up. Right. Okay. Sounds good. So you offered your website. Um, how else can people get in contact with you? Um, I'm on all social media outlets, so LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Dr. Kiri Yazid. So it's all consistent. Um, and then I have the um, Boss Life via um, the Boss Life Academy. And so on the academy, that is where you find like the different classes. Um, that's where you find a VIP program. So if you don't want to go to my website, you can actually just put in Boss Life Academy 
and it, it comes up on Google, but it's located on a teachable platform. But again, looking to move all of that um, probably by the beginning of 2019. So are we still able to purchase your t-shirts that you had available? Was that a limited time only? Thou shall get her own money shirt. Go that 24/7. was a limited time only. Okay. <laughs> Because people asked me about it. I was like, look, I got mine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I have like maybe three left. Like I don't have, I don't have a lot of them left. Uh, but you probably can go on my website under um, resources and it, um, you might be able to still get them there. But I know like they're pretty much sold out. Okay. And that's one thing I can say about you before we close out, because I could talk to you all day, but I know you're a busy woman. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um, I remember when you released Lipstick, Heels and Hustle, you said you ordered a certain amount of copies and you, people needed to get on there and order them. And when they were gone, they were gone. We had to go to Amazon. And so I, I ordered, I pre-ordered mine, so I had it. But I mean, it's, I, I like how you operate. And you know, the truth is, is that it's really good information. So folks need to grab it while they can. I actually have the copy of the book right here with me. I pull it out every now and then. I look through it. So I encourage everybody um, for the listeners to definitely get Lipstick Kills and Hustle. If you can get involved, if anything that Dr. Yazid is offering, please go to, um, it's, it's the Boss Life Academy. Um, sign up for something. She's offering e-courses. She, she has a VIP program. If you want to be a coach, there's services for that. You know, I just will really encourage everybody because it's, it's like you said, it's not too often that, you know, you get, you get a chance to actually have that, that one-on-one and personable and, and just honestly authentic services from someone and can, and someone who's relatable, someone who has a story like the rest of us, we all have some type of journey. So, yeah. yeah, so to that end, is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we let you go? Well, if they're, they're trying to get a copy of Lipstick, Heels, and Hustle, um, it is available on Amazon. You also can, um, if you want an autograph copy, you can get that off of my website. Okay, perfect. Okay. Now, I don't offer Amazon Prime, but you can get an autograph copy. So. Got you. I totally <laughs> understand that. Well, Dr. Yazid, thank you so much. I mean, I cannot stop thanking you for coming on today. This has really been a treat. I'm so excited. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you. I hope that others join after this conversation. And I just wanted to just, just really just let you know how much you have impacted me. Well, thank you. This, it, this, this has been really an honor. Um, and, you know, like we shared um, before we started recording, um, like, I've, I've, I've done a lot of interviews. This has by far been like, when you reached out to me, I was just like, wow, okay. Like <laughs> I'm usually the one that's interviewing them. So to have them like, okay, we need to interview you. It was just like to have to have the tables turned has, was, was really, really like an honor. Um, so I was really excited when you asked, I was like, Oh, she's going to get to be on her podcast. So like, so yeah, I almost, almost didn't ask. So I was like, she don't got time to do that. She's so busy and this and that. But I had to, I, I, you know, but I've, I've learned under you, you have to say something, you know, I mean, the worst thing that happened is a no for now, but you said yes. And um, it's, it's, it's really been an honor um, to watch you grow and to learn from you. Because one of the things I thought when I first took your, your telecourse, I was like, she is smart. <laughs> she 
I said, I said, we are on this phone and we eating this up. We're taking our notes. And that's when you were doing that platform. And then now what you're doing is growing. That's why I say you're, you're, you're moving people, you know, along with the times, because many of us get comfortable and we want to get stuck on what we're, we're comfortable with. And, and we're, and I'm watching you grow. And I realize that there's so many other ways to do things now. And if, if, if you don't pay attention and keep up, you're going to get lost. And so you've yes. been a great resource for that. Well, thank you. And I, I can say this, like watching you through, through, cause it's been like almost, it's been almost two years. Yeah. Um, and so just watching you over, over time. And then it's you and like the other ladies. And I, I always tell people like, go back to the first time, go back to our first conversation. And most people say like, I don't remember, but I always remember. And just to watch the growth, like for me, that is like, that's like the biggest reward is to see the women that I've worked with and to see them really use the information that I've given them and to, and to get where they are trying to go and to know that I was a part of their journey. Like no one could take that away from me. And, you know, and when I sit down and, and God and I have our conversations, I know that that's why I was here. I know like that's my mission. That's my purpose for being here is to help women to get through their journey of entrepreneurship and get where they want to be. Right. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. But to that end, we're going to let Dr. Carrie go back to her busy day and her schedule. But I just want to thank you all for listening. Don't forget, pick up Confessions of a Melanated Queen at confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com. And if you all have any questions or concerns, please email me at laurentmeeks at gmail.com. It's been great. You all enjoy yourselves. Take care. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and share your story. Peace and love.